Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 116, and today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost, Season 2, Episode 6, titled What's Free? So we have another segment of the Power Universe. This episode, I am going to rate it, hmm, between like an eight, an eight. I'm, I'm going to call this episode a filler episode, but a very necessary filler episode. It was very strong, and it is walking us directly into this, you know how that eight, nine, and ten just be that big banger, and we about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform, and I will break down why it's walking us into that big banger and that big face off and some returns of familiar faces so just sit back and enjoy this podcast may be a little lengthy because you know me I like to break down everything and I might forget a couple things but I try my best (laughs) I don't have any church announcements just um I'm dropping a movie review. My goal is to get it out tonight, but it might be tomorrow. You guys know I never really review movies. I did Paid in Full, and the only reason I did Paid in Full because it's a cult classic, and the passing of um, Alpo on Halloween night, I had wanted to do the breakdown of the movie and talk about that whole origin story. But I want to do another movie review, and I'm trying to get a couple more things together because I want it to be good. I'm still trying to get better, so it might not be perfect, but you guys know I like to be honest with my audience, trying to build with my audience, and, you know, this is a new platform. We've only uh, been recording since May, so sometimes, you know, I get a little anxiety and a little nervousness, but I'll try to get that out tonight, or if not tomorrow, I just want to get a couple more things together. Um, you can always follow me on my social media platforms. It's Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for IG, or you can email me at Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me for any recaps you would like for me to do. I'll recap movies, documentaries, TV shows, or albums. So if you have anything that you would like a recap from me on, hit me up and I will be happy to check it out and get back to you in a couple days and break down my recap. Um, That's pretty much it. Do not forget about those public playlists on Spotify. If you type in Shanice Loves, um, you'll see my playlist and I have made them all public and you guys can, you know, have a good vibe too. So due to this podcast might be a little lengthy, let's go ahead and jump into the show and talk Power Book 2 Ghost. name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right, so before we get started, shout out to 50 Cent, shout out to the whole Stars Network, shout out to Courtney Kemp, shout out to all the beautiful actors and actresses who, um, you know, bring all this lovely work to this this show and this whole universe. Um, On the Stars show, they did a list 
for um, their top-rated shows. Power Book 2 Ghost came in number one. Power Book 2, I'm sorry, Power Book 3 Raising Canaan came in number two. And BMF came in number three. And that is amazing. So that was the ranking for the top three. And those are all shows that we cover over here on Alicia Shanice Reviews. Now, my ranking is a little bit different for me. For me, I would go... I don't know. It's something about that Power Book Two. Um, sorry, Power Book Three, Raising Canaan. That is my shit right there. <laughs> then I would go BMF. I'm biased. I'm from Michigan, and BMF is dope. BMF is dope, and I think season two will be even better. I really enjoy seeing Little Meech play his father. And then I would go Power Book Two Ghosts. I love them all, and I am, you know, going to support everything Fifty does. I'm going to support this whole Power Universe with the BMF and the new shows that he added on. But I love me some Power Book Three Raising Canaan, so I personally would put that um, number one. But just congratulations to them. Shout out to them. Um, don't forget, I uh, for my hundredth episode celebration, I did a recap of Fifty Cent's career. Um, so check that out. It says uh, Fifty Cent paying hobbit homage. Check out my recap talking about Fifty Cent in his career. But yeah, like that's how I would rate it. So just shout out to them. That's amazing for them to be, you know, top three. And those are all 50 shows. So let's go ahead and talk this. This was Power Book 2 Ghost Season 2 Episode 6 titled What's Free. The description reads, Tariq reflects on where he is in his life and who he can trust. Brayden must decide whether to protect his family or help save Tariq while Monet is faced with the new world order within her own family. And this week, they have been releasing so many powerful clips. I'm thinking because it was so anticipated on how it left off. It left off with the winter finale um, with a banger, with so much to just, you know, look forward to. So this episode was anticipated, and they spoiled us with quite a few teasers. So it opens up and we see the welcome home party for Lorenzo Tejada. And the house is jumping. Everybody in there. And Monet is walking around. <laughs> Monet looking irritated, annoyed, miserable. She ain't feeling Tejada being out of jail. Or these people in her damn house. <laughs> this party was interesting at the least. And we meet Kino for the first time. Who was on the inside with Tejada. And he got out a little bit before him. And Monet does ask him a question like, well, why you ain't never came around since, you know, you've been out? And Tejada like, chill, Mo. Damn, just, just chill. He all right? So... We see why they're sitting at the table. Lorenzo is going on and on bragging about how Diana is more harder, more loyal than anybody here. And she just sitting there smiling, child, like the trophy daughter. <laughs> she got that big Kool-Aid smile on her face like she getting all her recognition. As she should, as she should. But we're going to get to Miss Diana. We're we going to get to Miss Diana. And uh, we see Keno like, how a little girl like you get your pops out? Like, how you do that? And she like, it was the lawyer who did most of it. And he like, well, where you get the money from? 
I know how to hustle. Monet looking at her like she want to punch her in that damn smile, child. <laughs> Soon as she mentioned, like, I'm a hustler and she knows she stole her money, Monet is looking like, when I get this girl alone. So, child, we get to the next part where Zeke and his crew roll in the house. And the house is packed, mind you. Everybody having a good time. So, how to run straight over there talking about this is a private party. And Monet goes over there like, hold on, um, husband, <laughs> this is my nephew. You, you probably don't remember him. He was so young when you seen him last time. But, you know, this is my nephew. And he tells her like, oh, hey, nephew, I hope you realize how much my wife has done for you. And, you know, he has like this attitude towards Zeke to where I'm wondering do you guys think he might know more than what we think or more than what Monet thinks? He might know that that's her child. It's a little bit of animosity he has for Zeke, even when she wanted help to get him out of jail. And it was interesting to see. We know how protective Monet is. And that was that was hurting her, how he was treating him. He even had Kino ass come over there, who ain't even part of the family, and Pat. Zeke and his crew down. So while they're getting patted down, whenever it lifts up his shirt, Monet notices that same tattoo of the picture that Drew had painted in season one. And she realizes this is the dude that he's fucking with. So, child, Kane or Lil Guap, they don't, they don't learn. Kane takes Lil Guap up to take a picture with Lorenzo so he can put it on his damn Instagram page. And, you know, Pops is like, Guap, your dad back in the day, he was about business. I ain't got time for no pictures and shit. Let's build. Just build. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, he also is playing Drew close, introducing him to everybody that Drew is going to be the next big man in charge. And you know, we see the looks coming from every which way about that. Keno really ain't feeling it or Kane definitely ain't feeling it. So Tahada is like, where my cigars at, Monet? And she like, you know, I can't smell. You know, I can't stand that damn smell. Ain't no, ain't no cigar smoking in my house. And he like, uh, this my house. And we running out of chicken. You need to go back there and get the, kid, the, the chicken. Bring the chicken out here. <laughs> Diana is like, Ma, I can help with that. And, you know, Monet just kind of gives her a look like, basically, you did enough. And, you know, even to how to like, no, your mama can go get the chicken. And so we get into the next scene and uh, Tahada and Kino, they talk business. And, you know, Tahada is like, look, we're going to do it the same how we did it on the inside. It's going to be 60% me, 40% you. And Kino like, well, things have changed, bruh. I'm rolling with, you know, the Broad Street Killers. So we get introduced to a new crew that I'm sure is going to shake shit up, probably like in episode nine. And, you know, he lets them know, like, look, the big man, he got locked up, so... I'm taking over until he gets out. I want to run my own thing. And, you know, looks like over here, you already got your next man up. And he looks at Drew. So, you know, while he's doing that, Kane is pissed because of how close, 
you know, Tahadis playing Drew. And Guap come over there like, look, I got to make sure everything is cool with your pops. Because remember, you know, he did all that dirty stuff. That's the reason why he's working with Kane in the first place. And also, he getting all them funny looks coming from Zeke, Drew, and everything. So, um, Kane ain't trying to hear that at this time. He pissed about Drew being number two. So Monet walks over there. She sends Drew outside to do something for her just so she can go over to Everett. And she like, look, you know who I am? <laughs> he like, yeah, you Zika T. Child Monet puts him the fuck out. She said, you and your big mouth get the fuck out of my house. You ain't ready for my son. And Everett looking like, what the? <laughs> I love you some Monet. So... We um getting into the next scene, and we see Tahada and Monet. They're in the bed talking. They're talking about how back in the day and how things used to be and how things are to move forward and how he's putting Drew in charge. And, you know, she like, there's certain things you don't know about Drew. You don't know his weaknesses. And he like, uh, yes, I do. And he's still ready. He's the best of both worlds. He's smart. He's calm. He's collective. He's ready. And I peeped out him, you know, peeping out the ball player, you know, as they messing around. And while they're talking, Miss Diana come in there with her little blueberry waffles and, you know, looking like she the new damn woman of the house. And Lorenzo was happy. And Monet like, uh, oh, only Poppy gets some breakfast? I ain't think he was hungry, ma. This is his welcome home breakfast. <laughs> now, Diana knew what the fuck she was doing. She like, you've been mean to me all these years. I'm, da I'm daddy's girl. He's home. So, you know, Diana knew what she was doing. And, you know, the boys come in and Lorenzo is happy to be reunited with his children, his beautiful wife. He wants everything back to normal. They make jokes about the clothes he's been wearing. And, you know, he tells the boys, like, you know, I need you guys to roll with me. We need new clothes and we got to do some business. So we go into the next scene and we get the court hearing. Tariq, he got McLean and Sachs on his team. and. Jenny, the prosecutor who is also set, uh, Sachs, his bed buddy, she is on the other side. And Tariq pleads not guilty. And while the lawyers are putting their arguments together for Tariq's case, this fool busts out. I'm being framed. I'm being set up. I'm, I'm sitting there laughing like, Tariq, if you don't sit your ass down, they're yelling like that. But Tariq looks back and he notices no one is there for him. No, he doesn't have not a soul in his corner, not a not his grandmother, not Brayden, not Lauren. He doesn't have anybody. He realizes just how alone he is. And if Tasha would be around, you already know she would be there. And it's kind of, you know, when you go back to the original power, Tasha ghost Tommy even Lakeisha on how they would jump through hoops even Dre at a point of a time and Kanan would jump through hoops to protect this boy and now he looks back and it's sort of sad because a lot of it is his fault nobody is there Bell is denied as well and when they go back and he, you know, talks to his attorneys, he finds out that Yaz has been put back into child protective service. And, you know, Sax is looking at him like, 
he just thinks Tariq is a piece of shit. Remember, Sax, he has a heart on to destroy this family. You know, he, he can't stand the St. Patrick's. And McLean tells him, like, look, there's a way this can be done, but you're going to need someone with influence. Did you hear that word? Influence. And who does that mean? That means Rashad Tate. And that means that they are walking us directly into Influence Show, which will be starring Rashad Tate. And I'm going to be here for it because I think when you get into politics, it's more dirtier than a drug game. And that show is going to be amazing. So, you know, every time they mention Influence in this show, it's walking us directly into Tate Show and they are doing a beautiful job of it. So after that, we get into the next scene, and we go to the bar, and Drew, Kane, and Tejada, they, all three of them are in there. Drew is going on and on about how he was shot and how he felt what it did to him. And, and here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. If he was just some innocent civilian, I would understand it. I would. But this family... Have we forgot about everything that they have done to other people? And he up there acting like it's the end of the world because he done got shot. Drew, if you don't go sit your ass down, I'm sorry. I'm, no. But anyway, Tahada, you know, he 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 sympathizes with him. Like, you know, going through something like that, that'll mess somebody minor. He's like, I was shot right there. I fell right there. A little blood stain was right there. And Carrie looking at him like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay, he has um Tahada a chain and it's like a custom made chain. It was just like the one well, it's the same one he had that he wore all the time before he went inside. And you know, he didn't got it all done up for him. And you know, Tahada like, you know, this nice and all, but you know, the real present you can give me is the connect. And you know, at first Kane is like, okay, but as soon as he says, Yeah, I need to meet that connect, me and Drew already. And Kane ain't feeling that. He like, you know, for number one, you told me all I needed was a cooler head and I need to learn the business more. And you still only want me to be the muscle. And, you know, this is more of a deep dive. Think about Kane. Kane is Kane, is Kane don't get me wrong. But the only thing he has looked at from both parents and they taught him to be this way. Like, we have to look at that. This is his parents who taught him to be this way, as he is only good for the muscle and killing somebody. That would make somebody resentment, you know? And then he looked at it where he's jealous of Tariq because of, you know, the position that Monet put him in. And now he's jealous of his brother. So we might get a little Cain and Abel brotherly rival going on. And, you know, now Tahada, he puts him before. So everybody puts somebody else before came and um drew tells him like after kane walks out to make the call to pretend like he making a call to mecca drew tells him like you know he been hearing stuff on the street about kino and you know how he treat his soldiers he not paying them and he might end up being a threat so we might need to eliminate the threat so we need to really pay attention to kino and uh <clears throat> we also see Monet and Diana. <laughs> Woo child. Diana in the mirror. She feeling herself. She looking at the mirror. Playing with her little baby hairs. Like, yeah. 
yeah, this is me. I did this. I got my daddy out. You know, <laughs> she cocky. She she feeling herself. Monet walk in there like, yeah, I've been waiting for this moment. Me and you by ourselves. <laughs> and she like, why you ain't tell me your father was getting out? I didn't want to. Poppy didn't want to get your hopes up. Did Poppy also want you to steal from me? I killed somebody over that money, Diana. And I didn't tell you to do that. Child. Monet hemmed her little ass up. Like you don't know who you fucking with. <laughs> As she should. Because I'm a big look, that's her mama at the end of the day. And Diana was feeling herself. She was feeling herself. Monet had to remind her, I'm Mama Bear, okay? And she like, I got your husband out. You should be happy. Why you didn't want him out? And Monet tell her, like, look, I will kill your ass. You don't know you child. <laughs> she put her ass out the house for the day and everything. That scene was everything. It's so realistic. So realistic. So um we get into another scene and we go to the class discussion. And we see that. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, that scene was everything. We don't go to the class discussion yet. Let me back on up. So after that, we see Tariq is in his cell. And he is running everything that happened to him, you know, back through his head. Realizing that Kane has set him up the whole time. Playing back what Kane told him in his head. And, you know, he get his little conscious spirit, you know, illusion that populates. And we get another thing of Kane. And, and Kane ain't helping him run it, running everything play by play. Like, you know, who was giving you the game? And he see Tasha and he think, you know, okay, Monet, she must have been helping, uh, uh Kane out they set me up you know and then he like well you need to think a little more sometimes it's the closest ones to you that might have did you in and then you know we also see um Miss Lauren so Lauren you know she goes to see Professor Carey before class starts and Professor Carey Professor Bitch she is very arrogant very, very, very arrogant. I just, oh, I can't wait for her to get her little humbleness down. Oh, she's so unlikable this season. And, you know, I felt bad for Lauren. I felt bad for Lauren. She she put Lauren in a bad situation under false pretenses. And, you know, Lauren goes to see her and she like, you know, why was Tariq locked up? And she like, he's a, he's a killer. He killed the cop. <laughs> While they talking, peep this out. Tate, Tate is listening to everything. And remember, Tate is always going to be for Tate. And the class starts and the class discussion is, is freedom and illusion. Now, this class discussion was interesting at the least. And I am always here for the class discussion. And, you know, me personally, I thought, you know, it was innocent into proven guilty. And even Tate says that. 
And, you know, Tate is like, you know, as much as, you know, I'm saddened about, you know, my fellow brother in blue, that young man has not been convicted yet. And even Miss Brashandria shocked me. She like, <laughs> she basically like, he guilty. Look how they walked him out of here. And we get another man, you know, another class member. He like, it's innocent into proven guilty. So, you know, the class, they kind of go back and forth a little bit. And, you know, even the girl, she like, well, they let him back on campus. Ciao your dramatic self down and <clears throat> carrie is just ready to lock him up throw away the key she like this he is not getting out you guys are safe the key is locked he is convicted he's a killer you know and you know tate looking like anything is possible for the right price carrie so carrie all arrogant to like well let's just move on class discussion so we go into the next scene because Lauren this whole time is in class and she is looking at she's looking at the change and the dramatics in Carrie and she is pissed because she is realizing she was set up and used as a pawn against her own boyfriend. So we go into the next scene and Monet meets up with Mecca and they're talking about future plans and how, you know, things really don't have to change. And, you know, he tell her, like, look. She like, we can still, you know, do us, but we got to move different. And he like, I don't sneak around for nobody. Shit, I'm, me I'm well, you know, I'm Dante to Nene. <laughs> you know, she don't know he's Mecca yet. And he tells her, like, look, I want to meet Zeke. And she tells him that he still can't meet Zeke, but they have to move differently. But when Sahada called, and she like, hey, babe, you know, Mecca didn't like that too much. Mecca didn't like that too much because he's, a you know, an alpha male. And he's important, you know, he's like this big connect, this big business guy, you know, he ain't finna come number two for uh, Tahada. And, you know, when Tahada calls, she leaves and, you know, he tells her about, you know, Tariq is in on the inside for double homicide. And he like, that wasn't a smart move. And we get another scene where... Monet, she goes to meet straight up with Davis. And basically, they come to an agreement that she'll pay him $500,000 if he gives her any information about this case that could lead back to her family so she could jump up on it. So I'm loving all of the Mary J. Blige and Method Man scenes together as well. So Monet and Kane, they talk in private. They basically make their own secret alliance and they decide to keep course correct, you know, running. She needs to meet Brayden at first before she decides to let him run shit with Tariq being locked up. And nobody can know about this because they want to keep their independence. And, you know, it's about stick and move together. So we see the division that I've been talking about, the division, you know. So we go into the next scene and we see Mecca and Kane meet up. And Mecca's like, <laughs> he pissed off. He like, how the hell your dad get out anyway? <laughs> Kane, like it was a technicality. You know, the prosecution team was dirty. And, you know, he like, but now he want to meet you, but that's going to push me out. I found the connect. Drew ain't did none of this. And, you know, Mecca, he don't want to do nothing with Tejadas, but he like, you know what? No. As far as I'm concerned, it's me and you. I don't ever have to meet your dad. And we get another scene, and I love these two together. Tate visits Tariq. And remember, I said this before. I said, I'll bet you Tate could probably do something to help this man out. 
And, you know, <clears throat> Tate is sitting there. He like, I know your goofy ass will end up in here. <laughs> and, you know, Tariq like, I can still help you, though. And Tate goes off like, why the hell you think I've been at that damn school this long? You supposed to been and got me this information. <laughs> and Tariq tells him about the book at the Westins with the old photo album and how, you know, Rick, if these pictures get out, it's going to be headlines all over because it's all type of stuff in this photo album that politicians shouldn't be involved in. So this is, this catches Tate's attention and he agrees to help him. You know, he agrees to help him if he gets him that book. So we see they are showing us how connected Tate is. And this is walking us straight into his show. And we go into the next scene, and Lorenzo gives the family, you know, they sit at the dinner table, and he gives them their new assignments of the new world order in the Tejada family. Monet, oh, yeah, she retired. Diana, oh, she going to school. Drew, he get his own crew, and so does Kay. So <laughs> he gives them all their little directions, and Monet, like, look, I'm not one of the kids. And he like, look, here goes some money, go shopping. You retired, like I said. So we get another court hearing with a new judge that's directly in Tate's pocket, as we see, Judge Lucas. And he goes on and on about another black man, you know, being, convic being convicted, you know, before he could even get proven innocent. You guys barge in his room that he shares with someone else. Do you even have proof that the badge was linked to him? So he gives this a uh, speech child and Tariq is released on bail with the ankle monitor I like this moment when we got the three duo sax Tate and McLean that was a powerful moment to me and they're kind of going on and on and then sax you know he don't trust nobody he like what 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 you got in this? What what do you have on the judge? And what does Tariq have on you to help him? And I don't want to hear that brother man speak. <laughs> so that was just like a really good scene. <clears throat> and we also see when Tariq goes back there with the attorneys, McLean tells him, Tariq, you getting out, but remember, you have a cop killer on your name that you're a cop killer. The NYPD will be after you. So just listen trust no one he stresses that so also i really appreciated this scene as well mclean he goes off on sax because sax is steady antagonizing Tariq. like why did you kill a cop why did you do it because remember sax comes from the da and he's had this whole hard on for the, the saint patrick family from the beginning of the original power and you know when Tariq leaves the room, uh, McLean goes off. Like, don't you ever ask a client that. Ever, you know. And we also find out an update on Tasha that she has actually be, been relocated to New Mexico and also has been trying to get in contact with Tariq. So they're both trying to get in contact with each other. And then McLean, all he cares about is the money. He don't want them to talk because it's possible that he could run if he talks to Tasha. So basically Tariq goes back home he turns on the showers just in case the room is bugged and him and Brayden get into it and he like you know was you in on Kane setting me up I asked you had this fool been around and Brayden like well he did come around I moved the body I got sick he might have you know 
all of that good stuff, but they get into a heated heated argument because Tariq is like, why the fuck is you even doing this? Go work for your dad. And he like, hold on. You come from, you know, a well upbringing as well. Your dad had connections. Why are you doing it? We started this together. You know, I want to, I, we, we both chose this game. So they have like a heated argument and Tariq, he ain't trying to hear it. He cuts Brayden off. He like, you know what, course correct, you're done. And, you know, Brayden is like, I helped build this. He's like, you're done. You're done. It's over. So he cuts him off right there. Brayden, he ends up meeting up with Monet and Kane. And while him and Kane is talking, Kane calls this boy Peter Pan. I almost fell out my damn chair. Uh, but <laughs> when Monet meets Brayden he a little too goofy for her and she like you know what I, I ain't doing this nah I, I can't work with you you a little too goofy you a little too eager for me and she asks him did he know about Ramirez and you know he answers that so we get that little moment but she decides not to work with him now Lauren she goes to visit Tariq she's very nervous because she's not about and I like Lauren I do like Lauren, but Lauren is not for Tariq. She's not about this lifestyle, and it's not for her. She's very straight and arrow. Nothing is wrong with that. And when she's with him, she's nervous because, you know, she's like, oh, my gosh, you, this word is going around. You're just this killer. You killed the cop. You killed our professor. And she also has a guilty conscience because she knows about, you know, a little bit of this is her fault with the wire. Now that she learned that that's, that's some of the evidence they use. So, Tariq tells her, like, look, the only reason why the Professor Ingram is so head on about me is because she messing with Zeke. And she like, hold on, what? She messing with Zeke. And he like, look, not here, not outside. Let's go to your room and talk about this. And she like, well, and he like, huh? Lauren, you all I got. I ain't got my mom. I ain't got my sister. And she is like, Tariq, I care about you. And he like, you know what? Enough of all this baby and shit. I'm done with you. I see who, I see who really got my back. So Tariq, you know, he leaves her standing there and he feels all alone. Like he don't have nobody. He didn't even got into it with his best friend. Lauren goes to see Professor Ingram and she is pissed because she realizes the professor set her up. And this chick's so damn arrogant. She like, first of all, nobody forced you to do this, Lauren. You didn't want to go to mommy and daddy and let them know you you were found with drugs on your room. Bitch, child, Lauren, like, and you didn't want nobody to know that you was messing with Zeke. Huh? <laughs> oh, that changed Professor Tone, huh? She like, you don't know what you're talking about. Me and Zeke is none of your business. <laughs> Lauren, like, oh, I do know what I'm talking about. And everybody else is about to know, too. <laughs> <laughs> the professor tune changed really quick, I say. So, y'all, I liked it this scene. I liked it this scene, but this scene scared me. It scared me because Effie goes and she comes to check on Tariq to show him some love. He confides in Effie. She does make him think as he's telling her everything. She like, but did you let Brayden know why he couldn't be around Kane? Did you explain anything to him? Because you have a tendency to, to telling people what to do, but not why, and they don't understand it. And he like, I don't want to talk about that. And, you know, he 
confides a little too much information in her. He like, um, cause she asked him some questions like, did you do this? And he kind of give her a look and she like, you know what? It is what it is. You did what you had to do. And you know, he tells her everything. They get it on. And I feel, I said it before. I said, out of all three girls, I said, him and Lauren, they cool. But Lauren's not about that life. Diana, they might go good together, but she comes with so much with the family, with the Tejada family. For some reason, him and Effie understand each other, and they are both alone and don't have anybody. But when Effie gets pissed off, Effie turns into a hurricane and will fuck the whole shit up. So that's why Effie scares me. Effie loves Tariq. Effie loves Tariq. She has deep feelings for him. But when she gets mad, she turns into a hurricane. But I think that those two go better together out of the three girls. So we go into the next scene and we get another family moment of the Tejadas. They're sitting at the table. They reminiscing. They laughing. They having a good time. And, you know, they dancing, talking about old times. Monet's and they're looking at them. <laughs> she like, I'm going to get some cheesecake. And Tejada tells her he loves her, but she don't say it back. She goes straight to Dante and tell him, like, because I think, uh, you know, from her seeing how happy her family was, how they are laughing, she like, Dante, look, I can't leave my family. I got three kids with this man. Dante called his man a jailbird. <laughs> he like, we got a family together, too. <clears throat> and then, you know, she like, nope, it's over. And he like, look, if you don't tell Zeke about me, I'm going to tell Zeke. And she busts out like, look, stay away from Zeke. Stay away from me. It's over. And this was a game changer for Mecca. I think from that, that it's over, we about to see a new Mecca. And when we finally get that face off between him and Tejada, baby. So we're going to see a new side of him. He even goes, and it shows at the end of the episode, he's watching Zeke play ball. Remember, he had told Kane, like, you know, I don't ever have to meet your pops. But he texts Kane at the end of the episode, and he like, you know what? I think I am ready to meet your father, and Kane is pissed. So we about to see a new side of Mecca because now he has been turned down. And the, only, the whole reason he came to New York, back to New York, was to find Monet. And now her husband out, y'all. So, <clears throat> Diana and Tahada, they talk, and she like, you know, Poppy, why uh, Ma don't seem like she happy to have you out? And he like, no, you reading that wrong. She happy. And he tells her that she is going to St. John, and she is pissed because she wanted to go to Stansfield. And remember, Courtney Kemp keeps reminding us that she is in love with Tariq. And when she finds out it was Monet's idea for her not to go to Stansfield, she busts Monet all the way out. Monet did this on purpose. Did you know she had an exit plan without you? He goes straight to Drew. He like, what was the exit plan? And <clears throat> Drew tells him the exit plan and he like, look, I've been making my own money since 13. You think I'm about to take, you know, orders from your damn cousin? So when he also sees that Drew is more distracted with Texan Everett, he like, you know what? 
uh, I took your, I'm going to take your advice about Kino. So no plans tonight. I need you to, you know, tell Kino. So we going to see how that go. I think Kino is going to play a major role. And I don't know if this is going to reintroduce us because Crystal Ball is coming back. Remember, we haven't seen Crystal Ball since the original power when he got arrested when he was in the bedroom with Elisa. So Crystal Ball is coming back. He might be connected with Kino. He might be his connect. And then 2-Bit is coming back too. So those are the two familiar faces that we will see before season um, <clears throat> season two ends. And, <clears throat> you know, to how to like, you know, I'm the fresh start. <laughs> <laughs> so after Tariq gets him some and talks to Effie, he comes to a clear head and he goes and apologizes to Brayden. Brayden fills him in on, you know, meeting with Monet as he should. And <clears throat> more information comes out about, you know, Tariq filling him in about what really happened with the murder and all of that at the school last year. And he mentions 2-Bit. So 2-Bit will be back soon. <clears throat> Tariq tells Brayden everything and <clears throat> how he also needs that family photo. Well, not the family, but the, his dad's college photo album um, that could help with his case. So we end up getting the original crew back. And I love every minute of it. Bonnie and Clyde and Brayden. Effie, Tariq, and Brayden, they come up with a new game plan. And Kane meets up with his pops and tells him, like, look, as far as you're concerned, I'm the connect. And, you know, his dad don't appreciate that. And he like, look, all you is is somebody living off my off my mama. <laughs> so the two, they have some words. They have some words. And he like, you shouldn't have chose Drew over me. Straight up. And he likes, see, that's why you're not meant to be in charge for making dumb decisions like this. But okay, Kane, okay. So Effie, she meets up with Monet and gives her the phone with Tariq on there. They talk. They come to an understanding. He tells her to go through Effie. And Monet kind of look at Effie. She like, you must be landed on him good if he trusts you. <laughs> so they come to an understanding. Sax goes to Jenny's office. He hears Lauren telling Jenny, she said, that professor bitch tricked me. <laughs> Go on, Lauren. Lauren bad about losing her Tariq. And this is going to come to an advantage for Sax because he didn't pick up on all of this. And when after Lauren leaves and he goes to the office, him and Jenny decide, you know, to call their booty call off for the night. Because remember, they playing for two different sides and now they on the same case. They, you know, going against each other. So Jenny got to be smart. She can't just be leaving all the information around and leaving her door open. It goes and it shows us that Brayden, he does steal the photo album. So Tariq will get that to take. Tariq and Effie talk, and she tries to, you know, get the monitor off of his ankle, but she like, I got to watch some more YouTube tutorials. And this was an interesting question she asked him. She asked him about Kane. Remember, Effie, she can go every which way. Effie, when she get mad, she will take this information somewhere. <laughs> so <clears throat> we get into the final scene. He tells her about, well, shows her the letter that his uh, ghost wrote him and she like Tariq don't let this get to you maybe he didn't know you your story is not over yet and after she leaves he burns the letter up and that was my recap for power book two ghost episode six episode seven is titled 
Um, let me go back. Because episode seven look fire. Matter of fact, I'll play the clip for you guys. Hold on a minute. Episode seven is titled Forced My Hand. Ooh, baby, didn't that sound good? So it looked like uh, Davis McLean is going to be telling Professor Carrie that she is playing a dangerous game. It looked like we're going to see Kane and Drew get into a fight. It also looks like Sax is going to tell um, Tariq, somebody you trust turn, you know, turn you turn evidence in on you so it shows him slamming the door in Lauren's face and also it showed a close moment with him and Diana so I'm like oh my god because remember Diana and um Effie then built this friendship so if he even flirts with Diana that will piss Hurricane Effie off so I cannot wait to see <laughs> what's going to happen for episode seven so same time same platform next week come back and let's talk and dissect it like we do over here I hope you guys enjoyed this episode I will try to get that movie review out tonight if not it will be tomorrow love you guys as always thank you for your support it's your girl Shanice and I'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.